0: With us today is Steve Cates, otherwise known as Dr. Sky, and uh, he makes us wonder. We look up in the sky and we wonder what the heck is up there. Steve, this is Memorial Day weekend. What's going on? Well, good morning,
1: John. Happy Sunday to you and a happy Memorial Day. As we celebrate, we don't say happy. We say it in the sense of remembering those that served our country. And I do appreciate that uh, moment in time, too, to share it. But, John, we talk about from the world of astronomy something called supernova. And people think they know about these things, and astronomers particularly have analyzed some things. And we find out that there's really two types of supernova. What is a supernova? It's basically one of them is when an old star, very large, can't process nuclear fuel, it has what would be called like an astronomy in terms of like a heart attack in the world of astronomy. The star collapses. And we find out, John, just this week, big news. A galaxy 21 million light years away called the Pinwheel Galaxy. I've observed it in telescopes. It's something you need a telescope for. There's a supernova there that exploded. It's called SN2023IXF for those that want the technicals. So what does it mean? It's actually the brightest supernova that we've seen in a distant galaxy for so long. But people may be scratching their heads saying, well, how does that affect us? Well, John, the most brilliant supernova ever in history that we know of recorded mankind history happened in the year 1006 AD, when a star in a southern constellation called Lupus, visible in the northern hemisphere, only 7,500 light years away, exploded. It was the brightest object in the sky, almost as brilliant as a half a moon. And it was a little different type of supernova called a type 1A, in which two stars collide, let's say, to keep it simple. But John, this is so amazing, because this supernova was recorded by the ancients. They even do you drew know, pictures in the rocks and the petroglyphs, and they described it. But here's what happened. The Earth got hit by gamma rays. So what we're saying is this supernova that's 21 million light years away, it doesn't affect us. But, John, there are stars within, let's say, a couple of hundred light years away, maybe 500 to be exact, that could go the same way. So aren't we lucky that we don't have one, but we're kind of well overdue for a big supernova near the sun. Isn't that amazing?
0: That is amazing, and uh, uh, it's it, it just—I, um, I, you know—I paused there for a second to think about it. And uh, what, what else is going on? I mean, I, I, I love these things that uh, that uh, you, uh, you you tell us on a Sunday morning because it, it just expands the mind. Absolutely, and closer to home, John, we we're talking
1: about supernova. About a year and a half ago, there was this giant volcano that exploded underneath the ocean. It was called the Hunga Tonga Super Volcano. Well, it was imaged by, you know, weather satellites. And why we're talking about it is it actually caused what's called a giant plasma bubble. It sent electrical energy. It went around the earth many, many times. And it actually caused an interference with the upper atmosphere called the ionosphere. Now, we talk every week, basically, or every other time we talk about the sun here on the show, on the Cats Roundtable. We talk about the power of the sun causing, you know, all these changes to the atmosphere. But this explosion of the volcano, John, actually caused an interruption in the Earth's upper atmosphere, which is even more amazing. But we continue on with these great mysteries, and I promise the mystery as we do each week. How about this one? We really don't know enough about the internals of the Earth. We think we do. Now, if we look in southern Canada, or maybe the mid part of Canada, there's this big bay called the Hudson Bay. But thousands of years, maybe even more, there was this giant glacier that covered much of North America, two miles thick. Well, now, John, they're saying since the glacier melted, it probably pushed rocks deeper into the Earth. And what's so important about this, it's called the gravity anomaly. In other words, less mass, less gravity. So if you go up to that area, you're not going to be maybe five pounds lighter. But it does affect other things here on the Earth, which is very interesting. And there's another field off of Brazil called the South Atlantic Anomaly. Now, that one, they think, is caused by a big bubble of matter, like material that comes out of the Earth to change and warp the magnetic field. But this one in the Hudson Bay, the mystery is, how the heck did that really form? Some say the rocks were pushed into the Earth, thus there's a change of gravity, but from physics, less mass, less gravity. What an amazing story, at least I think so.
0: Well, it is amazing, and look, it is... They say that the Bermuda Triangle there might be a, a magnetic anomalies there yes. that uh, cause Absolutely. airplanes to 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 to, to be uh, deal strangely with their uh, instruments. And they also like the St. Pete Tampa area where we talked about where there's no hurricanes uh-huh. hit St. Pete Tampa, and yes. uh, the Indians believed there was an old sacred burial ground. Well, I think it's a magnetic anomaly. So when the hurricane hits to, towards St. Pete, Tampa, it either zigs left or zigs right.
1: Absolutely, John. My point is, and you're explaining it very well, too, about what's going on out there, obviously. But the point is, as much as we study the outer universe, you know, millions, billions of light years away, we still really don't know what's really underneath our ocean. We don't really understand what's deep inside the Earth's core. And all these mysteries that we bring to the audience here on the Cats Roundtable every Sunday, it's just so fascinating to share this with people. And we always remind people to look up into the sky. Dr. Sky always reminds what? Always remember to, look to keep your eyes to the skies. But this week, John, if people look out into the sky just after sunset, high in the northwest is Venus, amazing, beautiful, brilliant planet. You can't miss it. Even if you're in downtown, let's say Manhattan or in big cities, wherever the Cats Roundtable is heard far and wide. But Venus is now moving up in the sky towards the planet Mars, and they're both in the area of the constellation Gemini and Cancer, the crab. So you can see one planet that's closer in, that's Venus, than the Earth, and one planet that's farther out. This is amazing stuff. And they finally, John, going off on another tangent here, we found out that that little Japanese little spacecraft from a privatized company called Hakuto-R we now find out that one of these amazing spacecraft, and I'm very proud of it because I know the folks here in Arizona that helped design it, it's called the Lunar Reconnaissance Orbiter, and it's actually image for anybody that doesn't believe we went to the lunar surface with Apollo missions and manned landings, it actually sees down to the surface the tracks of the footprints and the tracks of the rovers, but it found the location and the debris field of where the Hakuto-R literally crashed into the moon. Either it ran out of propellant or it just couldn't shut its engine off. So great technology, great stuff. And we always tell people, John, to go to the Dr. Sky experience proudly here at wabcradio.com to learn so much more about these mysteries. Always a privilege and honor to be with you and the listeners on the Cats Roundtable as we expand our minds on Sunday
0: mornings. Steve Cates, I look forward to talking to you again uh, real soon. And, If there's any uh, real, real mystery, make sure you we're on Monday through Friday between 5 and 6. Make sure you text me.
1: Absolutely, John. And always a great remembrance to those that gave their lives and those, of course, that serve in our military. They're proud heroes, and we'll never forget them. Thank you.
0: Thank you, and God bless. Have a great uh, Memorial Day weekend. Thank you, John. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go.